Welcome to season two of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Welcome to the Week Pastor Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on our Sua on our final episode of season two. It's been a long haul. It's been a long season. Every week, I, when I upload the episodes, I'm like, episode thirty-seven. Yeah, oh, it's been gosh. a long season. It's been a long, great season. I just want to thank all of you that has uh, been faithful in listening to this podcast. We cannot thank you enough. Uh, we cannot thank you enough of spreading it and letting other people, um, you know, just sharing it on your social media, telling people about it. I just want to thank you for being our faithful listeners. Uh, we would hopefully you'll join us for season three. Sue and I are already kind of talking about what we can start off with. But yeah, but we're going to take the summer off. And uh, partly because, you know, Sue's kids are off. And so, you know, we got to do that. And also, it's good to take a break. It's good to take a break. We can't just keep going every week. So we're going to take a summer break. And hopefully we'll join you back in the fall and we'll make sure that we post on some stuff on our social media. Yeah, just give you cool guys kids do. advanced you know, notice when we're coming back. I just want to say that uh, when I was young, all my favorite shows would go on a hiatus during yeah. the summer and then they would all come back on the network back in the fall. But I feel yeah. like the generation of kids that are growing up now don't understand that no. anticipation Yeah, because Every single, like for most shows, they just watch on stream. Like nobody really watches network television anymore. Yeah. Do you, do you know, like, you know what I'm talking about, I'm right? the like only the one who still watches network television. And so, and they still do that. They take the summers off. There's seasons. What do you watch? That's on TV. Yeah. I, right. Like other than sports. <laughs> Are you embarrassed? Right. Are you embarrassed? I, I'm Alice? a little embarrassed because you're going <laughs> to, you're going to be like, oh, no wonder. Uh, uh, it's called uh, The Neighbor. What is that? Is it neighbor or neighborhood? Neighborhood. Neighborhood or neighbor? It's on CBS. What is it about? Um, it's a, it's hilarious. It's, it's a hilarious show. It's uh, Cedric the Entertainer's in it. He's the main character. And uh, it's just, it, it's uh, it's a great show. Uh, our family started watching it and we really enjoyed watching it together. They stopped watching it. I keep watching it. You're still it. watching it. I, I enjoy it very much. So, okay. So that's one of the shows that I'm watching. And this is not even the question. I don't know why we're answering this. No, I'm just but curious. A, another show that I watch on network television is, um, oh man, this is a little embarrassing, but I, I still watch it. Superman and Lois on the CW network. Okay, hold on. Is this a new show? Yeah, it's new. It's excellent. How many different variations it. of Superman? I know, but I enjoy this. Are I they enjoy gonna... it. Hold on. Did you used to watch, um, what was the one with Dean Kane? Um... Lois and Lane. That was just Superman. No, Lois. No. Oh, I, I feel I don't like know. it was. I have no idea. But okay, this is so not there the was one with the Dean, Dean Kane. Kane one. Yeah, this is and not. And then the Dean I don't Kane know if you ever watched this, like watch Smallville. That was about. I have not uh, seen Smallville. Clark Kent when he was in a high school. Yes, I have not seen Smallville, um, and I heard and that then, one is excellent. And then I guess now they have this one. Superman and Lois. Yeah. What is Superman and Lois? It's like, great. What, it's on CW. Is what is different about it though? It's a little kooky. I gotta be honest. Like the first season was really good. Second season was okay. This is the I think the third season. Uh, it's you know it gets a little kooky, but you know what? I mean, I love Superman. I just I just I love Superman. It's my my favorite superhero. So I I, I just I watch it and you know Superman is your they, favorite superhero. My super favorite superhero. You know, I like um, Superman. You know Steve. No, Christa Bang, nobody played a better pastor? Superman than Christopher Reeves. You know huh? Steve Bang, your executive pastor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him. He said he can't take anybody seriously whose favorite superhero is Superman. Why not? I, well, just, I don't know. I, maybe you should go ask him. 
He's had a lot of controversial opinions lately. You should go ask Superman him about that. Superman is so, so well, good. Well, well you, you, did you hear the story about Steve Bang? Let's talk about Steve Bang for just a moment. Did you what hear about story? The, like, no, what story? That's why he's acting the way he's acting these days, because he is being mentored by the best executive pastor in the country. Kevin Swanson? No! Best executive <laughs> pastor in the country. No, no. I sent them. I sent them on this um, executive pastors conference. To oh Dallas. yes, he told me about that. <laughs> and this, I mean, it's only it only happens to Steve Bang, right? He goes and um, he goes to this conference. He's the only non-white guy in this conference, right? He's the only Asian. Oh, is this Asian not guy. a covenant initiative? No, no. This just, is oh, okay. This is hosted by oh, one okay, of the okay. largest churches in okay. the country. I mean, this okay. I, I don't, I don't want to necessarily pick the the name of the church. Then you'll know who the executive pastor is. So the funniest thing about this story, I don't know if he told you this, Sula, but, you know, um, you know, he's going to the sessions and he's trying to, you know, Stephen like to dress up, but he's, you know, he's wearing jeans and like a polo shirt and stuff like that. But then they have like these dinners and these dinners are sponsored by vendors, like vendors. It was like an accounting company, management company, whatever. And there was one company that was a audio visual company, AV company. Yeah. And, and so where does Steve choose? He decides to go to the AV one right sponsored dinner so he goes there he works out at the gym so he's all sweated up he's wearing his t-shirt and his shorts and he goes to this one and he realizes he's the only executive pastor that chose this one because everyone else chooses the other stuff like operations yeah. management you know hr that kind of stuff right accounting and stuff he's the only guy that goes to this so so this vendor is here with just steve and i guess the guy who sponsored the conference the guy the church the big church that sponsors this conference that executive pastor felt so bad about that vendor he decides to go to this That's so he decides funny. to go to this the same with the same with the av the av one sponsored dinner so he goes there so it's just steve bang and it's just him and just long and behold by the end of that dinner the that executive pastor let's just call him John Doe. John Doe says to Steve, I have to mentor you. <laughs> and Steve, Steve is like, what? Why? And he's like, I just feel like I need to mentor you. So well, I'm that's mentor awesome. You. You know, so I just want to guy... say that's probably from Wani's prayers. So so, so Steve is like, what? Like Steve didn't even say yes. He was just like, what? Like He was so confused. Why would you want to mentor me? And so then that AV guy says this. He goes, hey man, listen, I don't usually say this, but that guy's a big deal. You better say yes to it, you know, and stuff. Uh -huh. So now Steve is getting is gonna get mentored by this guy. So maybe that's the reason why he's been making some of those comments now. Because okay, I don't know why mentored. we went on this crazy detour. He's not being mentored by the Michael Superman? Jordan of executive pastors. Okay, all right? we're talking about anyway. Superman. All right, sorry. We're talking anyway. about Superman. But you're saying and... that he made this off comment that he's been making these well, off comments lately. Maybe yes. that's because he's being mentored by the Michael Jordan of executive pastors. Um, I once took a BuzzFeed quiz. Which Marvel superhero is your yeah. soulmate? Um, I got Thor. You? Yeah, I got Thor. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that tracks. I, I like I, big muscular men, and <laughs> I'm also really into deities, and so that totally tracks. Well, listen, um, every superhero is pretty muscular. I, I just have to say. No, but Thor like is a like a level up from... Like, he he's like close to like Dwayne Johnson type of... You know, he um, is... I can never imagine another character playing another person playing that character. I mean, he is the perfect. He is. Perfect he is Thor. the perfect Thor. He's and you know what was my favorite Thor is Fat Thor. Remember when he was fat? Oh, in the Endgame. Yeah, the and like I really thought at some point in the middle they would make him back to his regular body, but yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. He was Fat Thor the whole entire movie. It was <laughs> I love freaking it. amazing. Yeah. 
Anyways, um, anyways, okay. Well, this is yeah. the this is this last episode is a little crazy, but uh, but this is it. This is our last episode of season two. I just want to thank our listeners for being so faithful and listening. Thank you for sharing on your social media posts. We just we're really grateful for that. And uh, we want to before we go into our topic today, which is an interesting topic that Sua thought taught about thought about. So I'm gonna have Sua no. uh, kind of share. <laughs> What her idea is behind this episode, because I still don't. It's exactly just a know fun episode. Okay. It's, it's just good. A this is a fun very fun episode. episode. There's nothing really serious. Yeah, about it. it's just but before, fun. But before I, before we go there, the question that I'd like to ask Sua of you is: if you had a place, all right, let's you could think of like a, a domestic, but also but mostly international. I'm thinking where you could live for 30 days. Okay, where would uh, it be? Can I just? One of the complaints that we're getting, it's okay. Listen, we do get some positive feedback as well. Okay. I, I don't want to make it seem as if like all our listeners are these like cantankerous, like curmudgeons who are like always sending oh like complaints. I don't, I don't think I've ever used that word. Um, but one of the complaints that we're getting is that we keep. What is the cantankerous complaint? We keep repeating variations of the same question is it? over and over again. You already asked me where I'd want to live. Remember I said Hawaii and then we did this whole discourse on cockroaches. Oh wow, I do remember that. Okay, so that I just repeated. you're getting off your game. Do you I know remember we've what done I said? like 40 episodes. Do, do you, you, you remember South what I said? Africa, and you oh, said that shuck, you that would have a, you would ideally want to have a house in the village, but also in Johannesburg because you can't just live in the village. No, 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 no. no. Literally, Durban, we did this, and it wasn't even that long ago. Oh my goodness. Okay, fine. I just that wanted our listeners to know that I've got their backs. Okay, I listened to all of your feedback. Also. Yeah. Hey, how come nobody ever shares me feedback? They only share it with you. It's because they're always talking smack about you. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> That's probably what it is, right? I was like, wait a minute. Nobody ever gives me feedback, but they always give it to you. What's going on? Because they're probably giving feedback about me, not you. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I will tell you. No, it's not. It's not. Um, sorry. To- going. So I'm, I'm literally all over the place, but it's our last episode. I feel like we're allowed to be a little bit letting yeah. loose and having yeah. fun. Um, I think the question should be, what was a show that you watched religiously? when you were younger like and you can't say like no don't say cops i'm talking about like high school like maybe high school college like when tv was like a real thing oh. not like something you watched as a kid like i'm talking about okay. like i mean we oh no I, kids I, I already know i already know i already know high school when i was a teenager is it, about, is it the one show? with Alyssa milano again yes who's the oh, boss geez. Who's the boss? And did you watch it for the plot or did you watch it for her which was Both. the plot i thought it was a great show i thought it was a great show but uh, and I gotta tell you, Alyssa Milano has aged continuously. You famous. also said that previously. <laughs> I have okay. So, but I would say, uh, "Who's the Boss" was my number one. Number two would be Growing Pains. Those are my two shows. They were on ABC, and I watched those shows religiously. And it was so sad when summertime came and they you know they had to take a break. But those are my two sh- favorite shows growing up. How about you? Well, growing up, I mostly watched K dramas. Um, Serious? Until, yeah, yeah. I watched like stories. on videos, like yeah, yeah, on, VHS? on VHS. Yeah. You didn't watch any television? I'm, try- I'm trying Come to. Come on, think. teenage years. Teenage no, no, teen years. years I watched, but I'm talking about like growing up when yeah. I was in Guate. I didn't oh, no, watch. I'm about, I mean, I, no, I didn't watch like Chapo de Colorado, which was like a show that was on the network. No, but TV. you, but you were living in America. Uh, oh no, you there was a. Oh my gosh, there was a latin american soap opera wait, wait. called maria wait, wait. mercedes that? that i used to watch all the time maria mercedes <laughs> <para> servirle a usted. <laughs> so it's like yeah, yeah, sue, sue. <laughs> say the name of that show again chapulín colorado sh- what say that again el chapulín colorado 
Okay. okay. No, but Maria right, Mercedes was a soap opera I used to watch all the time. Okay. So like, the theme I, song I was, is burned I'm... in my brain. Okay. So you know what I used to watch like quite religiously because of my sisters? I'll blame it on my sisters is that we used to watch Menudo a lot. Menudo a lot. And it was always like on Telemundo, Univision, yeah, and one yeah. of those shows. I mean, Menudo was and huge. Menudo, I'm telling you, man. I yeah, they, they were, were the first boy band in my opinion and and i was i was a kid i was a kid and my sisters would watch i remember one time they came on a show called silver spoons and it was like crazy like my sister we my sisters went crazy we recorded that episode we watched it multiple times because menudo was on did you ever watch did you ever see that meme where like there's like a grandma on a walker and like she's saying something so archaic yeah and yeah yeah silver spoon and have you ever heard of Silver like, Spoon? No. Have and the person's like, okay, Grandma, let's get you to bed. Like, okay. nobody has any idea you know who, what you're talking about right now. You've you lost know who everyone. was in Silver Spoon that you appreciate? Uh, Ricky Schroeder starred in Silver since, Spoon. Since when do I have an appreciation for Ricky Schroeder? Oh, okay. I, but, I the, but the other guy you ever... will. The other guy you will. Alfonso. Alfonso was I've in Silver Spoon. I've also never had an appreciation for Alfonso. Come on, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the carton dance. Come on, Alfonso. He, that's where he first got started out there. I mean, so. I will say... Anyways, so, um, yeah, was it TGIF that used to play? You see, you were totally different generations. Total different like that was generation. not my generation. Yeah. I did not watch your, your any generation of those was shows. the Friends generation. Yeah, well, Friends, Friends was the tail Seinfeld. end of it, but we watched. Yeah, Seinfeld was big, but we also used to watch a lot of like Family Matters and Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, um, Family yeah, Matters those, Friday nights. You know what's really weird? TGIF. Sorry, this is not the question, but you know, so you know what my do- my older daughter is obsessed with watching. She what? is really into watching this show called All That. Do you remember the show All That? No. It's like it's like um oh gosh, it's I don't even know. I'm going to try to google it. All That? Yeah, is it's, it a um, Disney show? It's a Disney mm, show? Um it's like hold on. See, back in my day when it's I was It's from kid, 1994. No. See, back in my day, you know, we we only had regular television. We didn't have cable. So Keenan and Kel. Do you know Keenan and Kel? No. Okay, well anyway, it's like a show from 1994 and she just keeps watching it on like stream like on wow. netflix and i don't i don't understand what she finds so humorous about a show from 1994 interesting, interesting. it's like not even a show i watched anyway okay if i had to pick one show one show girls. i huh? watched gilmore girls gilmore, gilmore girls i watched I've never watched one show episode. in its entirety except for the last okay. season because the last season had different writers and it was just crap it did not okay. do it justice to the rest of the series i'm very upset about how it ended but i watched gilmore girls all of the seasons over and over and over it's just playing really? in the background over and over and interesting over again. have you watched yes. dawson's creek that was not my jam okay i enjoyed but that dawson's was a creek. huge that was a huge you know what it is i'm not into the angsty shows like Gilmore Girls doesn't really have a plot. Like it's more about the dialogue. Like the dialogue is really mm. funny and witty. I'm not really into like soap operas because I can't follow the plot. Like I'm not into angsty, sad types of things. Yeah. Okay. I I enjoyed Dawson's Creek. I, but, I really did. But my did day. You have was... a, did you have a thing for? No, you can't have a thing for Katie Holmes. You're too old. <laughs> no. I mean, but I like Katie Holmes much better than the. Um... Michelle Williams? Yeah, yeah. I like Katie Holmes. Jen? Jen? You like Joey? You were Team Joey? Oh, yeah. That's right. Team Joey. That was her name. Team Joey. Yeah. You know, I'm not a huge fan, but I did watch it. So, but my thing was, who's the boss? Growing Pains. I I would, if that was on like the classic TV networks, I would, I would, I would watch that over. I sometimes have gone on YouTube and watched old K-dramas. Wow. Okay. Well, Well, that's, that's great. 
Yeah, what was your favorite K-drama? Is it Chiltu? Okay, that was when I was probably like eight years old, but I still remember <laughs> oh, the sorry. song. I feel like, yeah. hold on, hold on. Uh, the song is coming. That was with Che Jin-shi in it, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh that's my right. gosh. Okay, no, see, I know that song too. That, I know that literally, song too. The way these, okay, I just want to do a little PSA, right? For parents, <laughs> beware what your children are watching at a certain age, because I literally have not watched that drama since what, like 1992 or whenever it came yeah. out. And I can still immediately recall the songs. The brain yeah, at that age is your, so plastic. But your memory is a little freakish. You have a freakish memory. No, that's, that's I bet you most You remember could... everything. You remember almost everything. No, but so... I'm just saying children's brains are so plastic at that age. So be careful what you allow them to watch because True. it will. they will carry it for the rest of their lives. The way that I was able to recall that song in like a split second. And I, I don't know when the last time I listened to that song was. <laughs> scary stuff. Scary stuff. Can you, okay, anyway. can you sing it one more time? No, I forgot I, but I can do a different one. Okay, so like the dramas that I remember really, really distinctly it's is so crazy. Two. Do you remember Majimak Sungbu, the last? Oh, game? heck yeah. The I love Majimak Sungbu. Basketball? Yes, basketball. And how about Sarang Blue? The, the oh, yes. Love is Blue. I Come remember on, all man. of the soundtracks. No, so we watched some of the same stuff. I was in college na, that na, time. Na, 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 na. Yo, this is the Majimak Sungbu song. You know what we have to do? I was oh, watching what? What? tonight's what? show, Jimmy Fallon. We got to do karaoke because we have the mics. We should do karaoke one. Though. We should have like, mic. we should figure out a way to get the music on and then you can do a little, you know, you know, I'm the surprised that you watched K dramas. You know, that was when I was dating Jenny. So before that, I never oh, watched okay. anything. But because I started dating her, I realized that, you know, I got to start watching. And part of it is like, you know, I was like, she's like, watch this. And I was like, okay. So I just started watching. I was like, hey, this is pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> so. They didn't have any anyway. um, translations back then. So, like, I barely could understand what was going on, but it helped my Korean. That's so funny. Well, speaking of Korean drama. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your segue? That's my segue. Suwa, tell the audience. No, what so I have this crazy idea. About. And I just want to disclaim this by saying that. This is all in fun. This is on all in lighthearted fun. Please don't send us angry emails. The topic was I was thinking about my children and I was thinking actually about the time when Pastor Peter said his greatest fear is that his and it wasn't even like his children. It was one specific child out of the three would meet a terrible person. But the yeah. fear was not that she would meet a terrible person and be plunged into a life of unhappiness. The fear was that then he would feel the need to retaliate and he would punch this person so hard that he would die and then PP would go to prison. That's the fear. I just yes. want to clarify. Yes. The fear has nothing to do with his his daughter having unhappiness. It's about him going to jail. <laughs> you, you, you know what I can't stop thinking of right now? <laughs> so I don't know why. But this is so weird about me. I can't stop thinking about that word you used at the beginning of this episode, cantankerous. Okay, I'm like, I, like I have I never karmic, used that word And then in you my would life. not stop talking about the fact that I used the that, word karmic. That word is so sticky right now. It's so sticky in my mind. <laughs> Why? I might use yeah. it. I don't know. I just I think it's I can't cantankerous. Just say cantankerous. Like it's nothing. But I'm like, that's an impressive super SAT word, man. That's that's a, that's that an SAT a word? Great, it's got to be. It's got to be. So I'm going to try to use that word during this podcast at least once and i'm hoping it's gonna be in the right context i'll let you know because i really want to sound intelligent so cantankerous i want to use that one time during our during our podcast so but anyway yeah so that is interesting Sue. so are we going to talk about this? yeah so the you topic was i was thinking um 
since as people and you know what this is a variation on a topic we did before i'll admit that but i just thought it was fun to think about and this might be more fun for pastor peter because his children are mostly formed i want to say like their basic characteristics are formed and so um the topic was if you could pick if you could pick a spouse for each of your children, what would you envision as like the ideal partner for that particular child? And I was also thinking about this because I recently finished watching Indian matchmaking season three. And I also watched Jewish matchmaking season one on Netflix. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait it, they're both on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Indian matchmaking and Jewish matchmaking? Yeah. Indian matchmaking is on season three and it's freaking hilarious. But um, Jewish matchmaking just started as a spinoff off of Indian matchmaking. Oh my God. Um, and it's so fascinating because in both of these different cultures, cultures right? the yeah. parents, yeah, but in both of the cultures though, while very different, the parents play an integral role oh, uh, in kind of determining. Indian, I know that. Really? Yeah, and determining. But Jewish too, PP. I mean, think about it. Really? Like, so if the parents say no, they can't marry? It's not like that. It's more that they, re- you know, when they meet with the matchmaker, the parents are also present. Like, it's okay. not this individual okay. thing where you say what you want. Like, the parents get to have an input in terms of what they feel um, would be important for their children. And I think, you know, I actually recently asked John this. Like, if you, if you, if your parents had chosen somebody for you, do you think you would have been happy? And he was like, heck no. But then he did, he was like, they don't know what I like. But he did say that he would trust his older sister judy which obviously makes sense because she chose me um like she introduced me to him there you go so i feel like maybe it's not parents necessarily but family members really can be very helpful in terms of seeing a side of you that maybe you don't even see for yourself you know Mm. what i mean yeah okay so why don't you start it off do you have any thoughts about this and again I want to disclaim again before I get any hate mail. We are not these like crazy people who are saying like our children cannot marry anybody that we do not approve of. Um, God forbid that happens. I mean, hopefully we do approve of the partners that they choose. For some of us, it's a yeah. more pertinent concern than others because my children are only like 11 and 8. <laughs> but for you, like it's actually kind of more relevant, you know? Yeah. So all, all I would say is this, and I'll start off by just saying this, like, um, you know, I, I think I think if if parents are at a place where they feel like they have to give a huge opinion on who their kid marries or not, I, I this is just my thought behind it. I would just say that I think that they might have um, perhaps done not the best job in raising them. And the reason why I say that is because then they don't they've they've gotten to a place in their adult years where their kids have now become adults where they don't trust them anymore. They don't trust who they pick. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like for me, so all I would say is this, um, I don't have a say in who my kids are gonna bring home mm-hmm. and get married to. Like I respect whoever they bring home, right? Now there are things that I wish, and if they want to ask me, I'm happy to share. Yeah. So let's pretend it's you know, that. Okay. Okay. So I'm happy to share. So, okay. Yeah. So I would say, uh, so can we, you want me to go down for each kid? I mean, are there, uh, Christina, are, there Kayla, like, are there basic, so what are some basic fundamentals? Let's start with like a general, well, the basic. most basic thing that I think, um, I, I would want them to pick somebody, uh, would be that they would have, they, they have to be a Christian, like okay, a pause, real Christian, pause. real Christian. Yeah. Pause. Pause for what? But what would you do? Because you just said you can't dictate who they choose to marry, yeah. right? So right. what if one what, of your children brought home, brought home somebody who is a non-believer? What would you do? 
I, I would just, I would, so I wouldn't even ask them from, for, I wouldn't even ask, I, I wouldn't even say, hey, do you want me to give you an opinion? I would give my opinion then. At that point, I'll just say, listen. Okay, but now you're contradicting yourself. <laughs> but, but no, 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 no. I would not tell them that they have to break up. I would never say that. Mm. I would just say, hey, listen, I just want you to know this is going to be a very difficult road for you because you're, you're thinking about marrying somebody that has completely different value set than you, you have and that you grew up with. And I'll just say, I just, it's going to be a real difficult road for you. And that in all the years, cause I've done a ton of marriage counseling. I've met with a lot of different people and I've met with a lot of Christians who've married non-Christians that I would just say that I have not met one relationship where it was healthy and it was thriving and it was good. And I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. And I was like, at the end, it's your choice. It's, it's up to you. But I, I would prefer all of them to, 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 uh, to, to marry somebody that is, I would say a devout Christian, not, not just somebody. And how who do you differentiate between, you know, a quote unquote Christian and a quote unquote real Christian? Like, what would you be looking for? Uh, I would say somebody who, 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 um, who believes and, and actually, you know, say that they are enchanted with God, that they're enchanted with him on uh, somebody who is actually somebody who cares about serving the church. Somebody who has got a very high ecclesiology, I would say, because, uh, you know, there are Christians who don't have a high ecclesiology. They don't believe are in Are you bringing much. out all the fancy words because you're trying to compete with my cantankerous? Yeah, yeah, cantankerous. Mm. That, 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 by the way, that's a beautiful word. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you know what, Sue? I think our audience, every podcast, one of the things you have to start doing now is you've got to, like, expand our lexicon of vocabulary. <laughs> you got to you got to throw out one of those you know, other... I am willing to bet that the people who, most of the people who <laughs> listen to this podcast use the word cantankerous on a regular basis. I have never used that word people. cantankerous. Okay. Ever, ever. Okay. So anyway, um, so no, but somebody who is serving the church, who actually has a high view of the church, that's, that's a big part because mm. that shows kind of where, you know, where, where, uh, where their commitment lies in that way. But yeah, uh, somebody who, you know, is serving, is serving faithfully. I think that's, that's a big thing, but yeah, but I mean, it just, at the end of the day, it's like, that's one phase of it, but then there's another phase that's absolutely like important. And I've been telling my kids this since they were younger. Uh, I would say probably, you know, I would say probably in the last five to seven years, I just told them that they got to marry somebody that's emotionally healthy. And one of the things that I, I try to encourage them um, with is this. I say, you got to try to marry uh, or at least date somebody um, who has a healthy relationship with their parents. And um, that that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Because if if somebody has a really unhealthy relationship with their parents, um, there's a lot of dysfunction that they grew up, of, of course, in the in the family, and that could potentially actually very much so bleed over into their relationship. And so I just kind of, you know, I asked like that sh that would be great if you can find somebody who is actually emotionally healthy. They grew up in a good home where their mother and father loved each other, you know, and they grew up in that kind of home where they love them, you know, in that kind of way. Because if if that wasn't there, then there's sometimes there's there's deep baggage that potentially that can happen. So I try to encourage them to think through that. But so anyway, a those are probably right. Is that a non-negotiable? No, I mean, listen. At this point, Only like, the like I said at the beginning, really a... well, no. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, you know, um, they're adults. You know, like Christina's an adult. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't. I don't have a say at this that's point true. anymore. Like I've done my best to raise her the best I can, and I'm hoping that she would. You know, that that would be a game changer for her. You know, and I'm happy to kind of report that I think it's a very important thing for her. You know, in that way, you know, um, you know, I mean, um, she might kill me for this, but my daughter Kayla is dating, and um, I don't and think she, you're allowed to say that. 
It might, it might not, but I'm going to say it. I don't care. She, I'm, I'm not going to lie on this podcast. And, you know, and, and the guy is a Christian, you know, like that was an important thing for her as well. And she said, you know, I'm not going to date a guy who's not a Christian. So anyway, uh, so that's, you know, that's, so that's that. And Christian, you know, I'm hoping that he too would, you know, decide to, you know, date somebody who is actually a Christian. So that's my hope. So if that can happen, then I think I'd be a very happy person. So anyway, that would be it for me. The, like the fundamental things. Yeah, that, that those would be the fundamental things. You know, that would really be it. Would would be the would be the uh, would be the faith and emotional health because you know I coming from a very emotionally unhealthy family, um, I know what that's like, and I know you know what we can become and how hard it is for us to have a healthy relationship, you know, with somebody um, that we love and that we want to marry, right? So, like my my professor Rob Reamer, he says it very well. He said, "Listen, if your emotional health." is a five and your spiritual health is a five then the reality is the best case scenario with your relationships with people that you love are going to be a five that's it that's that's as good it's going to get in that relationship that's why you have to grow and get to a healthier place but if you're dating somebody who's like an eight or a seven or eight or a nine you know spiritually emotionally then guess what the relationship that you can have with them will be like at that seven eight nine level which would be fantastic which would be fantastic so any event, you know yeah. what's really so interesting that would be like... is um this is sorry this is like a little bit of a detour but um okay. I watched in, a documentary on Netflix years ago I think it, I think the documentary was called the science of attraction I don't remember exactly what the title was but basically it's about they're trying to figure out like the science of romance by the way you know I'm, I'm judging you a little bit about yeah, why I'm judging you a little bit about why? some of these shows you watch on Netflix you watch a lot of these dating shows on Netflix I'm you really fascinated I am fascinated really? by the world of what is it about the fascination um, like are you thinking about your girls in that process like I like because well, no, I try to I watch say, these things. I can't get through one well, episode. Indian matchmaking went viral. So I don't really think it's just me. Okay. Like, I mean, there's a season three and it's so successful that now they've spun off to a Jewish matchmaking. So I don't really think it says anything about me. If anything, it just shows you that I'm basically a basic viewer. And <laughs> like the masses, I have attached myself to watching this. Like, it's not like I'm unique. Okay. Like, I think I'm okay. All right. more common. Like, I okay. mean, they're doing right. really well. But the science of attraction, I just like documentaries in general. Okay. Like, I've watched a lot All of right. random documentaries. Like, John literally is like, what are you watching? Like, recently, I started watching a documentary on Cleopatra. It was really fascinating. But anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> I also only mostly my books that I read are only either romance or nonfiction, like history, nonfiction. Those are the only types of books I read. I don't oh read anything goodness. in between. Um, anyway, so the science of attraction, going back, yes. it was very yes. interesting because one of the things that they found was um, that people will go and quote unquote match themselves with someone that they feel like is equal to them in terms of attractiveness. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how they studied it is was they bought like they brought a bunch of people into a gym, like an auditorium gym. And basically they had themselves rate themselves in terms of attractiveness level, attractiveness level from like a scale of one to ten. Yeah. And then they had them rate everybody else that they saw of the opposite gender on a scale of one to ten. And then yeah. they tell they tell them to just go mingle and try to partner up. And they mm -hmm. found that you basically seek out a person who's rated also themselves in that similar range, but it mm. has nothing to do with objectivity. So meaning if I see this person and I think they're an eight out of 10, but they think they're a four out of 10, they will go match themselves with a four out of 10, not an eight out of 10. So it's really dependent on how you view yourself. It has nothing to do with reality. And I just thought this was so yeah. fascinating, right? Because, and I think 
um, th- that's one of the things that I always think about in terms of like raising my children. Like, why did I not feel inferior to any guy? Why did I not give in to any of their demands? Because in my mind, I thought I was a 10 out of 10, you know, and it has nothing to do with ob- like objectivity. And I think that's kind yeah. of the thing that's so fascinating to me is it has nothing to do with whether you actually are a 10 out of 10. It has to do more with what you believe about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And and so much of that comes from, I think, the family that you grew up in and the parents and the affirmation that they give you. Why are you smiling? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's fun. I'm just, I'm just very yeah, much. No, no. So, so I try to really yeah. tell my children like all the time, like you are amazing. You are great because whatever they believe about themselves. And I think this ties in with yeah. the emotional health of how you view yourself, like however yeah. it is that you view yourself and how God created you and, you know, where you, how healthy you see yourself, it really impacts what you believe you deserve. So you will only seek out the love that you think you deserve is kind of hmm. like the takeaway from the documentary. Um, wait, I don't know, but I don't know if that's really, I mean, it might be, but I just think with guys it's a little bit different. Because you try ways. to sh- overshoot. Yeah, guys just try to find to try to hook up with somebody that's hot. You know, like that's really all guys care about. It's just like this is. But you're saying that if you saw like a ten out of ten model, you're gonna go shoot your chance with them. Hmm. Don't you think that it's like it's a balancing act of you know? Yeah, you're willing to overshoot a little bit, but like it's kind of like college admissions. You're not gonna. You know, you're going to you have your target schools, you have your reach schools and you have your safety schools. The guys are and guys are probably always going to go for your reach schools. But you wouldn't if Mm -hmm. you have like an average GPA, you're not going to go shoot for Harvard. You're going to try to get the best of what you possibly realistically can get because guys also don't like rejection. Well, but but uh, that's that's somebody who has a better realistic view of themselves. But a lot of guys don't have a realistic view of themselves, like a healthy, realistic view of themselves. What do you mean by that? Higher. They'll shoot higher. They'll always shoot higher than than you know. They don't. They'll they'll always try to get the best. They'll go way above, and you know that. That's that's the case with that is interesting you know, some people. Well, that's yeah, not we'll what the documentary the, showed. <laughs> I don't know. We'll always go for the best. You know whether Maybe we get that's how you rejected land. or not, but we'll we'll try. Yeah, I mean I, I, that's yeah. Interesting. 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 Okay. All right. So you know, I mean, I would just say like, so if I can, you know, just I'm, I'll get a little bit more, maybe more specific about you know each of my kids. Outside of that, you know, the emotional health and the Christian thing, like, so, so my daughter, Christina, like, I just, I trust whoever she brings home because I think she will never date a guy or be serious about a guy that, you know, she, she, she doesn't feel good about, you know? So I think, you know, my, my, my daughter, Christina is very strong. She's very strong willed. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I, I don't really have. I just told her, whoever you bring home, I, I know I'm going to be very supportive because I know you're going to you're going to bring home a guy that you really like and you care for and and all that kind of stuff. But I do know that for my 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 daughter, if she married a guy um, that is confrontational, it can get ugly because Christina is can be very confrontational. And so, like, I kind of think sometimes I'm like, man, I hope you marry a guy that's just that's more chill, you know, that's not so confrontational. Um, you know, so Christina will always challenge the status quo. That's just kind of like in her DNA. Uh, she doesn't go with the flow. You know, she just kind of like, she'll just say, Hey, that's wrong. You can't be doing that. You can't be saying, you know, she just has no problems, you know, doing that. Um, she's incredibly opinionated, you know, so she and I probably get into the most, or she's so much like me. Should we get into the most arguments? We talk about so many different things. Um, so yeah. So, you know, I mean, not to say that she shouldn't marry somebody that's not willing to voice their opinions, but 
maybe somebody who's less confrontational. That's something that I think about with her. She's really the only one I really thought about because she's, you know, she's 21. Although apparently Kayla's the one who's dating. Yeah, I would actually love all my kids to get married young. I I wouldn't want, the, you know, I mean, if they find somebody, I, I prefer them to get married young. I got married young. I loved it. You know, you got married young. Yeah, but you good, were together it? for seven years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I mean, no, any but longer I, I would, would have been a problem. And also, I you didn't love, even do it on purpose. Her dad had to accost you and be like, know, "What are man. you doing here, man?" He's like, what, "What's what's your act? What's, what's your, your story? What's your get it together, man. Here, get it's it been together. Seven years." Thank God for my father-in-law, man. Thank God for him, man. I, I, I don't know. I might not have married her if it wasn't for him. So I, I appreciate that. But yeah, so I think for you know, I would like all my three kids to get married, you know, younger than older. Uh, but you know, it's up to them at the end of the day. But you know, I just I had a great experience with that, and uh, my friends who've gotten married younger too, you know, they've had a really great experience as well. So anyway, yeah. So that's that's her, Kayla. She's a very much so a pushover. And uh, so Kayla is kind of like the accommodator. She's kind of like Jenny in some ways. Um, she's kind of like more of the accommodator, you know, that kind of person. So I I hope that she would meet somebody that would not abuse that. And that's my big thing. That's why kind of like I'm. That's why like I said that last time. I said if somebody hurts her, <laughs> I don't know if I I might go to jail. Part of it is just because you know she's she's such a she's so she's got this innocent, sweet. She accommodates, and so she's impressionable. You know, I just feel like, man, if somebody hurts her. Like, if somebody hurts Christina, psh, I'm not worried because she's going to take Christina them down. Christina will hurt you know? them back. Exactly. She ain't going to stand for that crap. It's like but she's Kayla? like, you should see the other guy. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> but Chris, but Kayla, you know, she's kind of, uh, yeah, I, I worry about her a little bit in that in that regard. So, you know, I just I just hope that she meets somebody that would, you know, I mean, I haven't, I haven't met this guy, so I'm hoping to meet him in the summertime. But uh, I'm hoping that she meets somebody that would really, you know, appreciate that side of her, but not take advantage of it. So that would be huge. And that's not easy. That's not easy to do, honestly. So, but anyway, yeah. And then for Christian, man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I have what no do you idea. mean? You really haven't thought about it at all? No, not really. Is it because you're so not worried about him? No, I, I am. I am a little bit worried. No, but about like him. not worried about him in terms of like. You know, so I would say romantic interests. Yeah, you know, I just, I mean, I've asked him, the kid doesn't share anything, you know, with me. So he's just really like, you know, like the other day we were in the car and I was like, so like, what career were you when you like your first girl, you know, and stuff? I was like, share. He's like, mm, I don't know. And I'm like, come on, what grade? So like, he's never ninth? dated. Never dated once. Mm -hmm. Never, ever, ever dated. And he's going uh, into senior year? Going to be senior year. And I was like, bro, you got to think about the senior prom. Like senior prom's coming up. I was like, what are you going to do? You know, kind of a thing. And a lot of your friends are going to go with dates because they already have dates. They have girlfriends and stuff like that. So I was like, what are you going to do? Go with Matthew Kong? I mean, come on, man. Like, come on. Okay, so why, anyway. Why, why so... are you trash talking him? <laughs> so anyways, I was like, you got to start, you gotta start thinking it. about it. Because <laughs> he's got some great guy friends. You know, they're like chilling. So they're anyway. Bros. But, uh, they're bros. They're bros. They're bros. So anyway. um, Yeah. So I don't know. But, you know, Christian also, he's he, he's interesting because, you know, he's. I mean, I just, I wish I had his temperament. Um, he's just a real patient, real good kid. Uh, also kind of like a Kayla in some ways too. Like, you know, could be very impressionable and uh, more of an accommodator as well. So, you know, I, I would, I would love for him to be with somebody that is not just always take charge and follow me kind of a thing, but meet somebody that's, you know, willing to also accommodate and also, you know, appreciate that side of him as well. So, but I don't know, he's, he's still young, so I haven't given much thought about him, but 
you know, Christina. You say that, Kayla but you know, I met John when I was 17. Dang, 17. Well, well, how old were you when you met Jenny? I was 19. Okay, that's not that much older. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know, I mean, I yeah, know. So, but, I mean, and, and Kayla is 19 and she met this dude. So I know there is, um, I know there is like a trend now where people are getting married later and later. Obviously, it depends. I hope that doesn't happen for my kids. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the kid though, right? Because there's certain people, um, yeah, there's the right person, but there's also like some people are just more ready than others. And my, yes. when I have this conversation with people about what age do I think is like the optimal age to get married, obviously that's a very big question with a lot of different answers depending on the circumstance. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like all other things being equal for my children, I feel like 26, 27 sounds like a yeah. good age. And the wonderful reason why I, age. and the thing that's is, that's not even age. that young because like I got yeah. engaged at 23, Yeah, you know? And yeah. so that was like really, really young. Yeah. But the reason, but I think for me, it worked out fine because mm. the way I am is that I'm, I knew who I was very mm. early. And so I feel like I was formed like my, the fundamentals of who I am was mostly formed by 23, but there's also yeah. people that I know who take a little bit longer to figure out like, what are their real non-negotiable values and non-negotiable core beliefs? And those are the things that I think really need to be established before you try right. to go and find a partner. Like I recently asked my nephew, I said, Hey, like, are you like looking for girls? Like, what are your non-negotiable like fundamentals. And he was like, you know, I really don't know. And that's why I'm not really looking for a girlfriend right now, because I, yeah. it's not fair for a partner if I don't know what are the things that I really, yeah. really believe in. And until I well, figure that out. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes like, you know, Henry Cloud would say that he won't know until you start dating. Like you won't well, not know like in terms of, no, no, no. I don't mean like non-negotiable in terms of like what that other person needs yeah. but more oh, okay. about like what is it what about your world view and your religious yeah, 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 views yeah. like what yeah. are some things that you will not bend on yourself yeah. so i'm not talking yeah. about like oh i will never date a girl who you know has short hair or like nothing like that it's more about sure. what is how do you view the world and what is it that you want to accomplish in the world and okay. i think you have to have a very strong sense of like who you are um, hmm. before you go and try to find somebody who compliments that. And yeah. I think, and when I see, I actually surprisingly, especially in the Midwest, see a lot of couples that are high school sweethearts who do actually really well still together. Like, and they get 15, married. Yeah. After like 15 years of marriage, wow. like a lot of the people in my neighborhood are actually high school sweethearts and they seem really happy. What? So it's really interesting to me. That's a, um, They say the chances of you marrying your high school sweetheart, like your first girlfriend or boyfriend is like super slim. I know, but it yeah. I've seen so many. It's so crazy. Wow. Yeah, I see. It's, and if it's not high school, it's college. You know, and I guess wow. college is like a little bit better. But I think the the reason why I say twenty seven, which is like kind of an arbitrary number, is I feel like at that point you kind of know who you are. You kind of know what you're set out to do in the world, what, mm. how you want to, you know, you've started thinking about what kind of legacy you want to leave, what kind of children you want to raise, like how you want to live. Do you want to stay home? Do you want to work? Like what kind of job do you want? Like all of these things are kind of formed. Right. Mm, mm, but mm. also I do think there is an age where, and this is just my opinion, not impossible. I think there is an age where it becomes really difficult to accommodate the needs of a partner because your life is so set and there's so yeah. much to lose if you were to sacrifice that, that it becomes your your pool of possibilities becomes so what, much. What age would that be? I don't know. I think it depends oh, on know. people, but like gotcha. 
yeah, I want to yeah. say it, like it depends 30, on the life stage, right? Yeah. Like mid thirties, maybe. Yeah. Is yeah. when you really start honing in on what, like, what kind of quality of life you have, what, where geographically right. you need to stay for the industry that you're in, because your career. Um, at that point becomes so important that you've built and invested in this career. That's true. You're like, I That's can't true. move out of here. I have a mortgage or I have, you know, this career that I invested in or, you know, my That's all my true. social networks are here. Dang, and it's Sua, like, it's really, shows really, really work. No, but, You're but, thinking about things I never think about. But the yeah. reason why I say that is because when John and I got married, we were 24. Yeah. John had just yeah. graduated. I've just finished first yeah. year of medical yeah. school. Yeah. And in that journey, I already knew going into it, he was going to be really poor for a while. He was not going to be making any money for a while. He, his schedule was going <laughs> to be gonna crazy. You're going to be the sugar mama. Like geographically, yeah. he was going to have to probably move for residency and move for fellowship. Like, And then we didn't know where we were going to end up after fellowship. So a lot of it was open-ended for me, but I was okay doing that because wow. I was only 23. Like I didn't really have a lot yeah. of established things yes. that weren't mobile at that point, right? Man, you just opened up a whole world for me. Like I just never even thought about that, but you're right. The older you get, and if you're single, the harder it is for you to like, just say, well, I'm going to get married and I'm going to accommodate or change and things like that. So it makes it even harder. It makes it even harder. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that's kind of why I use that like mid to late twenties as yeah. more of like a number, because at that point you've I like you've that got number. that balance of like, yeah what you're not willing to accommodate or negotiate yep. on, but also you do have a lot of other external ancillary things that you are willing to accommodate um, mm. and sacrifice because you, you are, your identity has not been so set at that point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I do know what you mean. So talk to me about your girls. What about you? I, I know they're young, but you know, their personalities kind of right. So what about you? Yeah. I mean, I have a very, this is the reason why John and I sometimes don't agree because John really believes in this idea of like soulmates and mm. how like there's like one person for you. Whereas yeah. like, I really do believe that if you're a mature person. Yes. Um, And to be honest, I'm okay. I have to say this very carefully. I'm whispering because I whispering <laughs> to, to make the effect exaggerated. So everybody who's okay. listening knows I'm being, I understand this. That's is cantankerous. Like treacherous. Yeah. That's not cantankerous. You're using it wrong. Okay, this Sorry. is treacherous territory that I'm treacherous. going All into. Right. Um, of course, of course, I would need my children to marry Christians. Of course. Yes. yes. However, I also know Whisper now, that girl. there's Whisper. a lot, a lot of marriages that I've seen that are not Christian who are way healthier than marriages inside the church. Now, I don't really know um, like what to make of that necessarily, but my theory on that again i am not saying you should go and marry an unbeliever that is not what i am saying but i am saying that just because somebody professes to be christian does not yeah. mean that they've done the work of becoming emotionally right. healthy that's those right. two things and, are not analogous that's right. and that's so right. That's right. you know if i were to bet money on a person who is not christian who is emotionally healthy versus a person who is yep. christian who is emotionally unhealthy and who is going to have a healthier marriage i would say the person who says he's not christian but has a healthier overall emotional state Absol would have 100%. a much higher chance 100%. of having a healthier marriage 100%. than the person who's christian right. and i think this is where we get into trouble is 100 say oh well he says he's christian he goes to church so then right. of course it'll it's yeah. it's fine yeah. but it's not no, you know? and and, and well, yeah, it's so true. And what I would just say is this: um, somebody's if somebody said they're a Christian, their emotional health is indicative of their their spiritual health. Right. So right. Just because they say they believe in Jesus, but yet they're just emotionally a wreck, 
it actually shows that they're not very spiritual. Mm -hmm, like they're just, mm -hmm. they, they just believe in Jesus as a theory, but they don't really submit and live a surrender life. And so they, they go hand in hand. And I absolutely agree with you. If you get a non-Christian who's emotionally healthy versus a Christian who's emotionally unhealthy, oh my gosh. Yeah. The health, the, a better marriage would be with a non-Christian who is emotionally which healthy. Which is such a health, sad Which is a sad reality. Say. But I will say though, they've already reached their apex. I would say that like with me, because I was emotionally unhealthy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. came from a really bad background. Jenny married a boy, didn't marry mm -hmm. a man, that kind of stuff. The 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 further growth that I have because I have God on my side to help me to be even more emotionally healthy would be even better. So and and, and so that's that's the thing that you have God on that side and and uh and there could be a, a more dynamic uh love and a passion you have for your spouse as opposed to somebody who's emotionally healthy with their spouse and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, yeah, I, I would just say, but you're right, man. I, I just think that's right. Uh, an emotionally unhealthy Christian person, oof, man, that's, that's dangerous because sometimes they use God as an excuse for a lot of stuff. So that's dangerous. Exactly. And it gets, it gets emotional even more toxic. Yeah. It gets yeah like God said this to me and that's why we have to do this. It's yes. like, are you crazy? Like really? You know, so <laughs> no, it's just I completely. nuts. And this yeah. is how I know I'm becoming, um, like an old person, because going back to the topic of K-dramas, you know, there's a lot, at least in my generation, a lot of the K-dramas, the plot was basically, this is literally the art, the type, like the archetyping of like um, the tropes of like what you would see in K-dramas. There's like a rich billionaire and he has a son and the son is like an illegitimate son. And so he has all of these rebellious ways um, but he just needs a woman to save him. That's all he yeah. needs. He just needs the love yeah, of a yeah, woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the the female protagonist is that woman. She comes in and this man, before he meets her, all he has is yep. money. He has nothing. He's, yep. you know, um, imploding all his relationships, always drinking, you know, but then he meets this woman and then he is rescued. And now <laughs> he's discovered what true meaning is. And then they live happily ever after. This was literally the way these plots were. You, you should you should write K dramas too. I think no, you can make a lot of money. No, but that's what it is. <laughs> no, there's it's like, um, and I think that's and and when I used to watch it, my mom would sit there and she would be like, "No, he has too many. Mm. The family has too many issues. The family mm. education was mm. not there. Whatever." And I'd be like, "That is so unfair. You should see people for who they are and not the families that they come from." And like I'd be like, "She's old. She doesn't know anything." Except now I am that person who's old and doesn't know Wait, anything. Well no, it's because you're wiser the, now. You're wiser. See the patterns, yeah. you know, like yes. I was I was recently yes. listening yes. to um a podcast where they were trying oh, no, no, it wasn't the podcast. It was the book. It was the book Epic of Eden, the one that I recently plugged on my Insta story. She talks about what it means when God says, you know, she visits the iniquities of the parents, the generations. She says some of what that means is that it naturally plays out that way. It's not even mm. that God is coming in to like intervene and punish them. It's just that you go astray, you worship idols, your generations will worship idols because that's just the way. Yeah generational sin works and so yes. now that i am aware and privy to that knowledge i can't yeah. just be like you know a person who's like every person is an island unto themselves and we are only the product of what we choose we're not we are nope, so formed nope. by our circumstances absolutely now, i would be that old person who's like no no the family yeah. he didn't learn good stuff yeah. in the family yeah. you know and so um when i look at my children like at the yeah. end of the day, I am a firm believer in that if you love Jesus and your spirituality is mature and your emotions, you're emotionally healthy and your character supports it, then you are you are able to make something good out of that marriage. Yeah. Everything else is very ancillary. That is like how I view mm -hmm. it. Um, 
even things like, you know, when I was growing up, my mom told me that I needed three things in a man. This is what she said to me. These were three things that she learned because my dad didn't have. Listen up, listen up, people. Listen up right here. The three things. The three things. Serious wisdom. But it's so sad because she got it because these were the three deficits that my dad had. And so she was like, this is. (laughs) (laughs) She was like. All right. So share Okay. So she said, you need to meet a man who knows how to fix things around the house and you need to meet a man who is going to be a good father to his kids, who enjoys spending time with his children and Mm -hmm. you need to meet a man who can provide. These were the three things like financially, these were the three things. And you know what? When I first started dating John, not dating God, dating John, I checked off all three because that's how important you remember what I said about the, like the children's brains being plastic, even though I was like, my mom is crazy it was buried in my mind and mm-hmm. i remember when i first oh, yeah. met that's, john yeah, it's good I advice checked off my mom's list yeah. because i had absorbed that list over the many many years yeah. of her complaining about my dad not having yeah. any of them but when i look at my children and i think to myself is this the same script that i want to i want to pass on to my children some of it maybe i mean i definitely think you should meet a man who like enjoys the presence of his children and you should meet a man who has a passion, who knows what his calling is. But then these are all like symptoms of like something more fundamental, right? Like if you are somebody who is rooted in Jesus and you are emotionally healthy, you should be able to love your children and enjoy the time with your family. And you should kind of know your place in society and what God is calling you to do. And it has something to do with financials. It's more about, you know, being open to what God's calling you to do and doing it faithfully and doing it excellently, right? The thing about the fixing the house, I think that one has to go. And I only say that because John is super, yeah, super I, good at fixing the house and yeah. I really appreciate it. But he also is teaching our girls to fix things around the house. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so I love those, it. So, you know, that's only a problem if you yourself don't know how to do it and you rely on your man to do this for you. Yeah, if yeah. you have a dad who will teach you how to use a drill and he will teach you how to fix things around the house, you don't need to rely on your man and then become resentful because the man can't do it. You can do it yourself. And so, you know, yeah. um, I think or it's marry a man who doesn't know me. how to do it like me and then you'll be fine. But did you did that? Was that ever an issue for you? What do you mean? Like, did Jenny ever get annoyed that you can't fix things around the house? No, she just accepted it. I'm, 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 I'm a hopeless case when it comes to putting <laughs> stuff together. Although, like although, IKEA furniture. So, uh, so uh, yeah, IKEA furniture is too difficult for me. But, <laughs> but I put together, um, uh, the portable coat rack. You know, the rack I got on oh, Amazon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put that together by myself recently, and I feel very, very proud. Very proud, and I didn't make a mistake. Not one mistake. It was good. That is actually, so. you know. That might have to do with your ADHD. I think reading instructions, it's very <laughs> difficult. Like, do you, okay, I'm, I'm serious. Do you do so better? Pastoral. Do you do better when there's a video tutorial versus like written instructions? A video, 100%. Like, I actually feel yeah. like people who yeah. have ADHD, they just yeah. can't read manuals. Like, they can't just, read can't. paper yeah. instructions. That's why, like, that's why I hate maps. I hate reading maps. You know, yeah, when we drove across doesn't. country, I had to read a map to go like, so Jenny, I'm like, Hey, can you read it most of the times? And she just kind of, okay, here's, let's go. I drove. I was like, I'll drive. You read the map. So there was no, you know, a ways or we didn't have uh, smartphones back then. So we had to just look, look at a map and drive to California. Or map so. quest. Do you remember map quest? Yeah. map quest was, oh, we never, yeah, we never, we never got to our destination properly with map quest. Map quest <laughs> would always get us lost. One time, so just okay, like... one time when I was in college, my friend Wilson and I, we decided to go to- You had a friend named dog. Wilson? Yes. From Castaway? Okay. Okay. First of all, Wilson just, is a real Wilson, name. That's, 
I know, I know, I know. I just okay. It's we'll a tennis see. brand. Okay. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You should know. Absolutely. No, So I do Wilson, know. I do know. Wilson and I, who, whom since I have lost touch with him, but he and I decided that we're going to go find, we had looked it up on the internet and they said the best hot dogs, I love hot dogs, the best hot dogs in New Jersey are sold at this place in Clifton called Rutt's Hut and they Hmm. deep fry their hot dogs, right? Well, they have that at Callahan's and here in Okay. Fort Well, Lee. it's too late now. So Yeah. in college, I read this and, I, and it was on like, it was a Memorial Day weekend and they had a documentary documentary of best hot dogs around america and so i was like okay maybe that's not a documentary that's more of like just a special a memorial day special and so the number like three was ruts hut and clifton i was like wilson we gotta go we gotta go to clifton so i printed out MapQuest MapQuest directions MapQuest for those of you guys who don't know is before the days of navigation you would go to a website called mapquest.com and then you would plug in your like starting point and then your end Yeah. point and they would give Yes. you like step by step instructions Yes. on how to Yes. get there right Yes. <laughs> so you end up in the Poconos. so clifton from like where i lived in crestgill was maybe like 30 Yeah. minutes so Yeah. we're driving and then in, like instruction number seven was like take highway dash it was just a dash they, they didn't tell us which highway Exactly. and MapQuest so is the worst. wilson The is like worst. sua there is no highway dash you need to tell me which it's like this says dash maybe there's a highway dash there is no highway dash It took us an hour and 30 minutes to get from Crestkill to Clifton. Can I can I ask you about this guy Wilson? Because that name is a little suspect to me. Um, it, it was he Korean? Is he He's Korean? Chinese. Chinese. I have never in my entire life, of forty nine years of life, ever met a man <laughs> where their first name was Wilson. Never ever. really? Who is this guy, man? Wilson. Have you Wilson. ever met another guy? His name was Wilson. I've never met a guy named Wilson. No. No, he's the first. He's the one and only. He's the one and only. I believe, one and only. Man. You should have not lost contact with this guy. Well, anyway, I sorry, we are going Sorry. off topic. Wilson. But once again, so going back Wilson. to my original thought, Yeah. I don't really think I have that many like specifics because Okay. I am a firm believer in that if you are spiritually and emotionally mature and are of good Yes. character Yes. and my child I raise also to be that way, then Yeah. it can make something good as Yeah. long as both both parties Agreed. are committed to trying. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Can I ask you, um, um, do you, do you have a preference with ethnic background? Would you, would you prefer No. your kids to marry Korean or no? This is actually a very fascinating <laughs> question because I always said Why? no. It's not that fascinating. No, it's fascinating because You're I'll hilarious. tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'm whispering You are, again because you are on fire today, by the way. whispering Okay, go. again Why because is this so we're fascinating? going into treacherous territory again. No, why are Um, you whispering? because I need everyone to know that I realize this is a possible possible treacherous thing I'm about to say. I need everyone to know I'm fully aware. That's how I convey my awareness by whispering. Okay. 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 So anyway, so I used to always say, of course not. I don't care who my children marry. Like as long as they love each other and who cares, All right. you know? But recently, and maybe this is because I live in Ohio, and I just never really see Korean people. Um, my Koreanness has become a lot more pronounced for me. Whereas when I used to live in Bergen County, because there's so many Korean things and Korean people everywhere, Yeah. I never really think about being Korean. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. in Ohio, I really think about being Korean because a lot of my friends here, like I'm the only Korean they've ever known, which is so Yeah. wild, right? Your Like, novelty, yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's bonkers. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I think about, um, because of that, because of the fact that now I'm a lot more aware of my Koreanness being a real minority in America. Mm. Sometimes like I think about my children marrying, um, outside of the Korean culture and there's like a part of me that feels a little bit sad yeah that yeah the yeah. koreanness is going to be diffused over the generations and Absolutely. eventually they're going to just become like yeah. these white americans yeah. who are like yeah. oh somewhere in my generation yeah. there was an aunt and that's where we make this apple pie that's from poland or like it's such yeah. a vague right right versus like for no. us now it's like we know we're korean right like Right. We're Korean, we eat Korean foods, yep. we celebrate Korean yep. traditions, but over the generations, you know, it's going to yep. become diffused. And I know yep. it's not a big deal, but there's, I think a part of me that is so Korean that the fact that that's going to over, like, that's going to disappear over generations. There is a part of me that makes, it makes me very sad. A oh, abso bit. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, for some reason, I just feel like, you know, it's the, it's not a, I just so for me, I'm just gonna be honest. I mean, my preference, my hope would be, my preference would be that all three would marry Korean people. Interesting. Know, the, Why do you say yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, listen, if they bring home somebody from a different culture, or whatever, you know, that's fine. Again, it's on them. But I would like just exact same reason that you shared, uh, just with the audience right now, Sua, because you know, my both my sisters married non-Koreans, and um, I see it. You know, within within you know my nieces and nephew, they just don't really identify with Korean culture at all. Mm -hmm. You know, just maybe a little bit, but even though their mom is 100% Korean, they don't identify with that culture at all. You know, and I have uh, nephews uh, that are Puerto Rican and Korean, and then I have, you know, uh, nieces and nephew that are, you know, uh, white and Korean. Again, it doesn't matter like which ethnic group, but it just, you know, like for some reason, Korean, the Korean culture is not the dominant one. It's, it's, it's just, it always gets overtaken in some ways. So yeah, you know, so if I had a preference, I mean, I would prefer that, but again, it's not like the end all be all kind of a thing. And I do think, you know, you know, there are parents that can be very racist about that and say, no, we gotta be, you know, it's gotta mm -hmm, be Korean, mm -hmm. but I would prefer, I would prefer, you know, uh, they bring, uh, they marry a Korean person, but you know, it's, it's up to them at the end of the day and who they want to, you know, marry. I think like, I think like Kayla, I could pretty much say with certainty she's going to end up marrying a Korean person. She really likes Korean uh, men, you know. So Christina, I I would say like probably like like during high school years, I'd be like, oh, no, she's not going to marry a Korean dude, you know. But since she's been watching a lot of K-dramas these days, <laughs> I think she has a chance to marry a Korean person. Now, Christian, I think the likelihood of him marrying a Korean woman, I think is probably 50 50 at best hmm, interesting at best based on that's, that's what? just just i just he's not he doesn't identify like i just I, out of the three he's not really jiving like in the korean culture much he's just not he doesn't identify with it much all that kind of, i just i don't see him you know i mean i don't know I mean, maybe i'll be wrong but yeah i think it's a 50 50 toss up with him with kayla 95 5 hmm, christina I would say seven, I would say 65, 35, 65 mm -hmm. Korean, 35 other. Yeah. That's it. And Christian. Yeah. 50, really? 50. You don't yeah. really don't even know if he's going to get married. I mean, is he, <laughs> he's like, so like, he's so, um, not interested or maybe no, he just doesn't so, tell you. So, so that's the thing. So I'm just trying to like, I'm like, dude, I was like, like, you're like, I think a year and a half ago, I'm like, Hey, do you like girls? Like, just be honest with me like because i never see you talking about it 
and you know, do you like do you actually like girls? And uh, and he's like, no, yeah, I do. Don't worry. And I'm like, okay. So he's just I mean, I guess he's you don't very really private. talk to your dad, though. Like, you don't talk to your dad about Yeah, girls yeah, you he's find very private hot. about it. Yeah. You know, he doesn't. He's just kind of private. But he told me that you know he did have a a crush on a girl in ninth grade, in ninth grade. And I was like, oh, I was like, would you tell me who this girl is? He said, no, I will not tell you. And I was like, okay, fine. Well, I He's respect so your like privacy. Christian. He's so funny. Like he's such I respect a his your privacy. own person. You know what I mean? He is. And you know the thing He about cannot him. be bent by peer pressure. Well, because he was such a cute little kid, like he's always had you know girls liking him and confessing to him, I like you, I like you, I like you. But he's like always rejected every single one of them. Like just I don't know why, but he's just like since he was a little kid, kindergarten, like he had girls liking him and stuff and and stuff. But it's just interesting because like I just I kind of wondered. I'm like, man, like, like girls like you, but like I never see you like reciprocate. So I remember that one time it's like, do you actually like girls? And he's like, yeah, no, I do. Don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, fine. So anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I I think for our parent, like a parent, our parents' generation, we heard a Yeah. lot more of it wasn't a preference for them to want us to marry Koreans. It was like No. a negotiable command. Oh, it was a commandment. It It was a command. was a commandment. Yeah. And Yeah, I it know was a commandment. some of it, they said, is like a practical thing. Like, how will I be able to converse with Right. my daughter in law if Yeah, they don't right. speak Korean? But I think Right. that it was more than that. I think it's because a Yeah. lot of their. identity was found upon being a first generation Korean. Whereas I think for us, um, even though, yes, you're right. Like I, if I guess if I had to be completely honest, I would have a preference for my kids marrying Koreans. But at the end of the day, like I know their identity is not like founded mostly upon their Koreanness. It's the fact that they're Yeah. a child of God. And so as Yeah. long as they meet another person who is a child of God, like as long as they align in that way, like it's not a deal breaker for me. But yeah, Yep. Right. I think that there is still an appreciation for me in terms of like the Korean culture um, that, you know, if if you had to tell Absolutely. me like, if, be honest about the preference, yeah, probably Yeah. I would choose Koreans for them, but I, I don't think it's like a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I it's it's wrong when we start to really get super opinionated about I don't like this person because they're not Korean. That 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 is wrong, you know, because if your child loves somebody and cares for them regardless of who they are ethnically, um, you know, we should have the ability to say, you know what? Let me get to know this person. Let me see. and uh and see who they are as a person and that's it you know but i think with our parents they took it a couple steps further it was almost like you betrayed the family if you end up bringing somebody that's not korean home and that that you know i'm grateful that our generation is not like that and most of our generation, I can, we can't speak for everyone but that you know we would prefer it it'd be a preference but it's not a, a commandment by no stretch I think of the some imagination of that also is because like, you know, um, you know, like in the Jewish, I don't want to say culture because someone might was like, Jewish because is you're not a culture. It's a religion, but I yeah don't buy you, you that and necessarily. you've been watching quite a bit of uh Yeah. yeah these No, but podcasts I don't necessarily buy that Jewish is only a religion because I have met enough Jewish people who are, who are like, I'm not religiously Jewish. I'm just a secular Jew. If Jewish yeah is only a religion, how does it even make sense to be a secular Jew? Like that literally makes no sense. But anyways, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent because I had a friend yell at me and say being Jewish is not a culture. I was like, are you, are you joking right now? But I had a friend, a coworker who was Jewish and she had married an Episcopalian, God forbid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
And every time she would go to temple on high holidays, she would feel extremely guilty because the rabbi would keep talking about how we must preserve our race and you should not marry outside of the Jewish culture, Jewish religion. I'm sorry, because we must continue to like preserve our remnant. Um, I mean, it's in the Old Testament. I mean, it's very clearly in the Old Testament. Yep. Yes. Um, And it was even like a different dynamic if you were a woman versus a man, because like they were like, you know, for my daughters, I don't mind as much if they marry outside because the line is matrilineal. And so as long as the mother is Jewish, the kids are Jewish. But for dads, it's like they were like, you better marry a Jewish woman. Like it was like a very whatever. Yeah. The Um, pressure is higher on the guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think Koreans have like a similar thing. And my theory on it is that it's because we were so we were such a small, powerless country for so long. And yeah. people were constantly attacking us. Like China was attacking us. Japan then colonized mm-hmm. us. And they were constantly trying to strip us of our heritage. And so Koreans, by default, have this like instinct of like, we must preserve yes. our heritage. Yes. Because yes. everyone has constantly in our history tried to take it away from us. Kind of similar to the Jewish people right yeah. and so i had you know i had a friend do you remember michael w you know smith you remember smitty michael w smith yeah he once said to me hopefully i mean he's not, not the singer not not the not the no, white not the singer, singer. He's this guy, michael w staff. smith that we're talking about actually has a yes. better voice than <laughs> the popular singer that you know to be michael w smith this is michael w smith that we know he has the voice of luther vandross oh my anyway. gosh yeah so he says to me one day at the in the office, he says, hey, I need to ask you something. And I was like, yeah. He goes, why don't the Korean sisters ever give me a chance? He's like, all the other Asian sisters give me a chance. But it's just the Korean sisters that are just like not mm, even interested. He was Michael Dobby Smith is black. And he was like, they yeah. just won't give me a chance. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's really interesting. And I was thinking about it. And I think if this is actually true, I think it has to do with the fact that Koreans are probably the most ethnocentric of the East Asians. Um, yeah. by far. And I have a feeling it's rooted in that history of like Koreans, marry Koreans and we preserve our heritage. That's okay. right. And rant. That's right. And rant. Wow. Well, that's great. Well, Sua, listen, this was a fun episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well. <laughs> uh, you know, of us talking about spouses, our kids, future spouse. Oh, wait, but, pause. Uh, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Hold on. This is really Another important. Another question? No, no, this okay. is, we're going we're gonna to end it on this. Do you feel like it's necessary to pray very specific prayers for your children's future spouses. Yes, I do. I, I don't know about specific, but I think it's important as a parent that you pray that your child would be able to meet somebody okay. you know, that will love her and care or love him and care for him in that way. I think it's important. Okay. I don't think you need to be obsessed about it, but I think you do need to pray. As a parent, you need to pray that uh, they would be able to find somebody. And like you said, everything is prayer. You know, God could do amazing things. So yeah, praying is important. So uh, I, 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 I be honest, I didn't pray for my kids when they were little about it, but I pray a lot more about it now that they're older. So I pray That's a lot more about becoming real. It. It's becoming actual. It's becoming <laughs> real. So I'm praying for that. So anyway, yeah. All right, that's it. I'm also praying that I'm also praying that they'd find a job. <laughs> it's like which one so, is more important right now? Oh man, maybe the job. Yeah. So. <laughs> Trying to pray. I'm praying. Come on, God, hook them up with a hook, hook, hook up Christina with a job. But anyway, so this is a fun season two, and we want to thank you all for being such faithful listeners for season two. And we hope that you have an amazing summer, and we hope to catch you back here in the fall. We'll definitely let you guys know that when we start season three, we're excited about it. Even now, as we're kind of talking about it, but we do hope that you have a fantastic rest of the summer. Enjoy yourselves, and we will see you sometime in the fall. Take care. Bye.